Alright, I'm Dan and welcome to the Stage Fright podcast where we talk about mental health while working in creative industries. Today is part two talking to Grant Sharkey. So when you're writing your song saying, hey, we should save the planet. And then you press it to a bit of vinyl that can never be reused again. You look like a dick. We talk about him writing his new musical. It was all about the money. (laughs) (laughs) And those big festivals that became the inspiration for it. If you want to pick up the litter at Glastonbury, you have to pay the same price as a ticket. So you have to be cash rich to even afford to pick up the litter at Glastonbury Festival. And that for me just goes, oh, that's society right there. I asked him if he was worried about the backlash of releasing a musical like this. If you don't want to be judged on the exclusivity of these festivals, don't have a pyramid on a place called Worthy Farm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? We talk about Andrew Lloyd Webber. Making all this money out of the community in his musicals and then giving it straight to the Tory party, straight to Margaret Thatcher so he could get a lordship. We talk more about the industry. You, in theory, are a record company's yeah. dream. Oh yeah, totally. Except I write songs that are not what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast. Here's part two of Grant Sharkey. The musical. What, what have musical? you been doing with the musical? Uh, I wrote a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Grant just did a little dance there for anyone. <laughs> I'll draw it for the, the Instagrammers. <laughs> yeah, um, the musical. So the musical. Why, why did why did you write the musical in the first place? Uh, it was all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> that 40 quid's got to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so why did I write the musical? I wrote the musical because I went to see Jenny Deacon from The Lounge Kittens. Mm-hmm. She was the MD of the touring version of Six. Cool. Um, which is about the... Uh, six wives of Henry VIII and their stories, and it's a really good musical. And I'm sat there in a comp seat, but I could see the price of the ticket on the on the ticket. Right. I'm like, whoa, these guys are coining it in. Um, <laughs> Forty two quid or something like that. I can't remember. It was, it was quite expensive. Yeah. And uh, for seventy five minutes of of awesome, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, always like musicals anyway, um, but most of them make me really angry. Um, really? Why? Because uh, I think lyrically, some uh, of them phone it in. Yes. Um, course, yeah. I think, or, or plot-wise, they phone it in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then it was all a dream. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> curtain, like, Hang, what the fuck? Hang on. Um, uh, and that makes me angry in itself. I, I remember I was. I remember listening to Carter when I was a kid. Carter, the Unstoppable Sex mm-hmm. Machine. And they did The Impossible Dream. Uh, it was the, on the 1992, the, the Love album. Uh, so it was all about Europe and all that. But it was like, to dream the impossible dream. I'm like, this song's beautiful. Um, who did the song? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, hashtag song envy. And, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I went and found out it was from The Man of La Mancha, which is about Don Quixote and all that. And the story of that musical is actually... Silly, but good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. The music is is all over the place, but it's brilliant. Um, so I got that, into that, and by proxy sort of went to see um, Little Shop of Horrors and the Rocky oh, Horror cool. Show and yeah. stuff like that. Rocky Horror Show, who I, I had no idea what, what, you know, I generally thought it was just Richard, Richard O'Brien just having it. Richard O'Brien, yeah. Um, having this uh, acid dream. Um, but I didn't realise what statement it was making about sexuality and stuff like that. And right. so when you see its popularity, you just go, oh, this was like a safe haven for so many awesome people. Yeah. Um, 
and like you know amazing songs like you amazing stuff again it, they were just aliens in the end goodbye um, <laughs> but, but they're aliens that sucked us off yeah. um, and, and, and that's all right um and um uh but you didn't realize what sort of culture was around all of this as well so when i was that young i didn't quite notice how much that musical meant to pretty much anyone that wasn't straight Okay. You know what I mean in in the world, and yeah. just like this, you know, I'm straight, so I didn't I didn't fa- factor it in. I just thought these people are mad. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But that musical literally became a home, a safe space for so many people, yeah. so many people, and and, and at a time when it was uh, it wasn't illegal to be gay, but it was definitely that they had Section 28 and stuff like that, where the Tory government were trying to basically stop people from learning about homosexuality or whatever in school they were trying to ban the knowledge of gays it's like nuts so we only think about that musical just being there when that's happening on the other side of your life it's like you you know I can't even comprehend it I've never had to grow up in that but that's what that musical was for it just literally pulled people together and just went are you alright you okay you know and just yeah okay bye wow so uh, the more I think about my, my sort of how much I like musicals um, and I've always distrusted Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, <laughs> again, lyrically. <laughs> yeah. um, and plot-wise. But also, he was making all this money out of the gay community in his musicals. Yeah. And then giving it straight to the Tory party. straight Giving it straight to Margaret Thatcher. So he could get a lordship. And you go, what the fuck is that wow. about? That's insane. And... Um, so, uh, so yeah, my history of musicals is, is sort of in there. That's my childhood yeah. with musicals. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm sat there, so I go see Six, and I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should write a musical. I, I dabbled with the idea a little bit. Um, number five, album number five was Goon, which was yeah. sort of like a little yeah. musical. Yeah, it was great. With, with loads of loops and stuff like that, about the life cycle of Nigel Farage. <laughs> and, um, and, <laughs> and, um, uh, and I thought, okay, well, what, what I'm going to write a musical about. Um, I had some dates over in the West Country. I was in sort of Bradford-on-Avon. I definitely woke up in Bradford-on-Avon. Um, and I, I got a text from my friend Harvey saying, uh, is, my friend Harvey's got multiple sclerosis. Um, I met him in Birmingham in a gig, you know, in mm-hmm. an art gallery. Um, He's got multiple sclerosis. He, can, he goes into Glastonbury every year to fix mobility scooters and help get mobility scooters for people that need them wow. uh, on site. He says, but he always gets a carer ticket. But his son usually just goes and runs off. He goes, do you want to like be my carer? Because he's, he's actually, you know, touch wood, you know, that he's actually, yeah. uh, he can put up his own tent. He has problems, yeah. bring it Great. down. Um, he doesn't need that much help. But at the same time, he's like, do you want to be my carer? I'm like, yeah. Mm. Snuck in with a double bass. And I'm walking around Glastonbury. And again, I just see all the, all the barriers. But I see all the hierarchy as well. You know, the, the fact that some people have uh, special areas, you know, like the, the musicians have these big locked off gates. You've been there. You know yeah. what it's like behind the pyramid. There's some pretty big fences. Yeah. Basically saying, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> saying, yeah. fuck off to a lot of rich people because they're already rich, the people that have bought a ticket there because it's not cheap. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you've competed and, and all this stuff. Um, and then I, 
was uh, some friends of mine do the litter there every year, and they explain the economics of of, of, well, yeah, heroes. But also, I had no idea that people. So, if you want to pick up the litter at Glastonbury, you have to pay a deposit, which is the same price as a ticket. What? Yeah. Oh, so you don't just so you don't just just run run off and fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so you have to be fairly good cash rich yeah to even afford to pick up the litter at glastonbury festival (laughs) (laughs) and that for me just goes oh that's society right there right yeah that's literally people going i need to go to this thing because i'm told it's the best but i'm going to go and i'm going to pick up rich kids shit and i tell them how fucking great they are and it's going to be the best weekend of my life and it's not you spend eight hours a day picking up shit that's the nature of it um Again, the fantasy reality smash. You know, it's yeah. like, well, hang on, that's not what happens. Eight hours a day is quite a long time. And it's sad that we have to have so many litter pickers because people can't just... Yeah, why isn't no littering one of the rules? That's literally a line in the musical. Yeah. So, because <laughs> the, the, uh, then we wouldn't need you. Um, and it's, uh, boop. And, um, but the, um, the... So I'm sat there and I'm taking notes all the way around. And, I, you know, I'm based out in... Uh, near the John Peel stage, so I'm sat in the crew part of, of John Peel, and I'm playing my backstage gigs and you know doing my thing. It's not a problem, um, but just taking notes of everything I see, mm. just like the fact that we essentially moved three hundred thousand people to a field in Somerset for five days maximum, yeah, and we give them the options to eat probably maybe two million meals. If you see the the amount yeah. of food that you actually take there just to sell them at 14 quid per curry or whatever, yeah. you know, you, you have to be a certain class of people to be in this. You That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or you go in debt for it. Yeah. You're told that, you know, this is the most amazing thing in the world. You get a credit card, you run around and go, this is it. Um there's no there's no two ways about it. You can't be poor, yeah. At Glastonbury Festival, so and again, this musical isn't about Glastonbury itself. It's also no, about no, it's like just, the Hyde Park ones. It's and, about it's about festival, festival Republic, yeah, Festival Republic. It's about these big ones where wherever you have to pass through a gate and there's someone with high vis checking to see you haven't got contraband, i.e., your own water or water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, as you pass through that gate. That's not fun. Yeah. That's a prison. That's a day prison where literally you are stripped of everything you actually fucking owned and being told to buy it at a premium inside. Yeah. Um, I've been to festivals where there's army recruitment buses and stuff like that in there. I've been know. to one where there was a Dyson. Yeah. I played yeah. one. I I've been to one with a, 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 a Spen- There was a Marks and Spencer stall. Yeah. Mind, yeah. A Mercedes stand I've seen. Wow. Uh, yeah. The Isle of Wight's hilarious. That's just like, it's um, Cinch or whatever, the, the car Yeah, people. Cinch is the big one. And uh, yeah, you literally... We'll, we'll, blur, we'll bleep yeah, that. We well, don't no, give you can do it. I, I don't know. We should talk about <laughs> it, I think. But um, um, but literally, it's, it's one of these things of, you're like, well, why am I... I, want to, I didn't come to this festival to buy a car. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't come to this festival to buy, you know, a, a specialised Marks and Spencer's stuff. 
I came I, to see Kasabian. I literally came to, say, I've <laughs> said, I came to do my drugs and see yeah. Kasabian because yeah. you need that for Kasabian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a drug taker, but at the same time, you'd have a much nicer time with Kasabian <laughs> yeah. if you could just pop a pill. It's not a problem. I get that. Um, you know, I don't do drugs at all, but I no. get that people like it. Yeah. And, and the fact that we spend so much time stripping people of all their stuff, but somehow there's quite a lot of cocaine in all these festivals. Yeah, someone's sneaking somewhere. it in, and it's coming through the VIP. Yeah, yeah. It's just hundred percent. Yeah, it's just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, you got I, a big bass guitar, yeah. mate. You could put it all in there. Well, that's <laughs> oh, busted you now. <laughs> Damn it! I can't even play. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. For advert-free, higher quality, and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. So, when you say you're taking notes when you're backstage playing these shows and yeah. you're seeing the people and you're taking notes, are you physically writing stuff down? I'm writing stuff mentally? down. Yeah, yeah. Got, I had a little A5 notebook. Cool. That I specifically put into that, and I was literally writing down. What would you write? What kind of notes would you write down? So I was writing down um, pyramid, okay. which is always an interesting thing. I, I, I like the idea that um, pyramids. Uh, or pyramid owners of history have usually been so brilliant for the people, the the working classes. <laughs> um, yeah. um, uh, so that sort of thing. Like the hierarchy pyramid. The kind hierarchy. Of scheme yeah. Kind of I mean, there's, there's like, a, there's a, there's a series of stereotypes you have to get into. There's like, there's the media side of it because a lot of people think the, the one thing I was really trying to pick up on is the fact that when I was telling people that I was off to Glastonbury, even if, you know, it was, even if it was just like, oh, what are you doing next weekend? Oh, I'm off to Glastonbury to, yeah, just go and try and make some, some PRS. You see in their eyes this envy of like, oh, you've mm. been invited to the Elysian fields of, of yeah. Glastonbury. And, and I caught myself getting smug. Oh wow! You, yeah, you might have done it yourself in, when you saw when you were working. What were you working? The, a little the bit, other yeah. Stage? yeah. Yeah, I was working. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. I'm at Glastonbury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just at Glastonbury. I can't talk now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you when you really thing. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk, to but I don't want to. because yeah. I'm at Glastonbury. I'm I just Glastonbury. need you to know that I'm at Glastonbury, and um, you get this smugness. You get this thing, and I really try and catch myself from being smug. Yeah, because I don't like it. I don't like it in other people as well. You know, it's just like this. Yeah. That's a hideous little thing to, to yeah. feel. Like, oh, yeah, I'm off to the place where it's really unsustainable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, right. Park it, Grant. Park your, <laughs> park your shit and look at it. Absolutely look at it. And I would walk. I'd wake up at dawn and just walk the site. Yeah, cool. And just look and just, just feel it. And, and I, What time? Uh, well, yeah, sort of. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's midsummer, isn't it? So it's like. It's only six, seven o'clock in yeah, the morning. So, so, yeah, wow. six o'clock sort of thing. And just get around, try and find a coffee somewhere, you yeah. know, but, but also just have this, this time with the site before everyone sort of gets up. Mm-hmm. And if you're there on the Wednesday as well, especially, it's, it's, yeah. a really, it's a nicer festival yeah. on the Wednesday than it is on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so you walk around on the Wednesday and it's, it's, it's all sort of waking up and, and having its little moment. And, and, but then there's this lovely bit where you can sort of stand... Well, I can't even think what it is. It's uh, so it's just opposite pyramid, but you're sort of to the right of the pyramid, and you can look across and you can see Glastonbury Tor out in the distance. Mm-hmm. But then, as you look at Glastonbury Tor, you can then see this twenty foot 
green wall. It's green so that you yeah. don't notice it against, yeah. the, <laughs> against the fields. But it's just, just this green wall and it's impenetrable. Mm. And you just go, yeah. You're in a prison. Yeah, I'm in a prison. <laughs> and if I want to get out, I've got to walk two miles to get to <laughs> yeah. my car, you know. And, and if I want to leave, I have to sort of be the guy that leaves Glastonbury early. You know, there's a what, shame. What do you mean you left on Friday night? Yeah, you left Friday what, night. You left Friday I did night? that once. I left, Kasabian were playing Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I left during Radiohead playing the Pyramid song. It was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, I left to play a gig with the Blockheads, which was nice. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. so it was all right. Um, but yeah, the that whole feeling of, you know, what, what are we doing? Are we just making something exclusive so we can charge people more and treat poor people like shit, mm -hmm. you know, or are we making something exclusive because it is actually the best mm -hmm. or is it just the biggest or is it the thing that's just protecting its profits the most? Yeah. It's, you know, what, what is it? What are we going to it for? Cause I know for a fact that when I say I've played Glastonbury and someone goes, Oh my God, that must be, you, you must be amazing. You just mm -hmm. go, no, I did the same set I do. Yeah. In the dog and duck, you know, I, I can't be any different. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that weird thing. I will give just as much to a, a, a gig at Glastonbury as I will as a gig in Bangor, in Scaries. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't see how, how, why that should be different. Why should someone pay so much money to be in one particular place and free entry in that place and for, for me to do more or less? You know, it's like, just do the same. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so then how does that turn into a musical? So, you, <laughs> good point. Uh, <clears throat> I left the question. <laughs> That's fine. Um, That's fine. Bling, 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 bling. Um, so you turn that into a musical by it being an allegory for the lives we all live in. We've got the cost of living thing going on. Mm -hmm. We've got, well, let's call it what it is, the robbery of the state. You know, that's what it is. And, yeah. um, and you've got, people struggling at the moment and you've got these uh you've got the, the hideous george osborne thing ringing through the ages of we're all in this together right you know and you know no we're not yeah you are definitely on a yacht yeah sailing away from it <laughs> fuck off yeah we're on fire um <laughs> yeah you know and and so the musical becomes an allegory for life in general the festival becomes a an allegory for life and uh and then you can write songs that connect to people in, in different ways um, by structuring a story that takes... Uh, so the, the main character, is uh, her name's Glory. She's a nurse. She's been working her ass off. She's saved up all her money to get into to this festival um, where she just wants... She knows she can get a chance to sing if she just gets in, which is true of, you know... Glastonbury at least mm -hmm. um, some other festivals as well not so many of the sort of the more structured sort of uh, inner city sort of ones it's really hard to just get a gig but mm -hmm. you know but some places you can just hustle and, and get yeah. a, an open spot where yeah. so she wants to sing songs um, and she saved up all her money she's got this little money tin full of cash and uh, the the first round of tickets goes on sale you know, and, and she, there's a competition between her and the son of a, a credit card company. Um, and the son of the credit card company just wants to get fucked up in a field. That's yeah. all he wants to do. Yeah. And he wins the ticket. You know, it's like, because he's definitely worthy. <laughs> and, um, okay. uh, and she cries and the festival owner says, uh, don't cry, you can get in. Of course you can get in. Uh, all you have to do is 
pick up the litter and then she hands over her money to do that okay and and then when she's in there it just becomes worse and worse i don't want to give it away too much but it's um it just gets yeah it gets really bad for glory what's it called what's what's the musical called called? it's called are you worthy it's good yeah (laughs) that's a really good name (laughs) thanks What's the difference between writing a musical and writing an album? Uh, I had to get the story nailed down before I could write the songs. That was the first thing. So mm-hmm. I had to get not quite all of it, but you kind of have to know what it looked like roughly. So you have to do, I had to do a lot of imagineering, mm-hmm. as we like to call it at Disney. And um, <laughs> uh, so you do, the, you do this, you try and visualize it. So I had this stage set in my head with three triangles, one being a pyramid. <laughs> to being glamping and camping, you know, and sort of... Okay, yeah. So all the stuff, there's... Um, we have to engineer a toilet scenario because that's part of festivals. Yeah, the toilets are a big a part, bit, yeah. you know, so we had live dumping on stage. <laughs> With, we, we made, it's all magic, the magic of theatre. But it's, no, um, no, I'm going to cut that out. So, <laughs> so it just yeah, it sounds like people take We've shit got on live stage. dumping on stage. <laughs> yeah. Buy your tickets. <laughs> 400 quid. <laughs> 450 if you want to sit well close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it just gets, it gets, uh, you get this idea of the story and you get this idea of, where the character arcs are as well and where they intersect and stuff like that. And, and you just try and make this, you try and tell a story basically. And that's, that's as simple as when you read to your nephew or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it just has to be once upon a time, this happened, that was the result. Yeah. You know, that's sort of it. And then you try and fill those bits in over and over again. I've done a little bit of writing before, so I, I kind of know what that's going on, you know, how to tell a story. But um, yeah, the first act is, just the competition mm-hmm. that day there's a little break where um i wanted a little interlude so i wrote a song about a guy selling back at hats he just <laughs> runs runs along fucking comes fuck yeah will you buy my bucket hats <laughs> <laughs> i've got ten thousand bucket hats um <laughs> i called my wife and told her that no no um uh and we had a guy called omar um playing that role fucking brilliant like in tears every night i'm just crying with laughter and heartbreak he breaks your heart at the same Does time he? it's so weird anyway um so story and then you plot out songs uh you project manage the fuck out of it i started yeah. writing this in december so i finished tour yeah and so I, I i had all the notes and everything but i really sort of sat down with it in uh, december in that perineum mm-hmm. between christmas and new year um and realized I needed to write 21, 22 pieces of music, which included 18 songs. So some cues as well. There yeah, some like, like some little bits. Tring, 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 tring. I wonder what that sounds like if you just put them in a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Edit. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so 22-ish pieces of music. Uh, got a piano out. I haven't really sat and worked at a piano for a long, long time. Um, but I wanted it to be uh, something else. I wanted, I, did, I couldn't just write this on a double bass. Yeah. So uh, Is that kind of arcing back to the traditional silent movie kind of thing? Sort of, yeah. Thing. But also I was thinking as well that if 
if I wanted this to be performed by anyone, that was actually the way of writing this. So okay. if anyone wanted to take this into their local village hall... That's true. On, Everyone's got a pianist. Yeah, pianist. most people got a piano. Most people don't have a, a virtuoso double bassist. <laughs> yeah, virtuoso. <laughs> I'd say yeah, virtuoso. Where's Carl there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Mayer. Anyway, um, but yeah, the, so I, I needed to communicate the whole thing to people I didn't know. Yeah. That was part of it. So you write a script that is full of as much direction as possible, but not too much because you needed to have a little bit of giving it. Um, some things I just literally wrote something saying, they'll say this here. Okay. You know, yeah. And then go back to it. Then some of the songs were just sketches, like four chords, like that will do. Yeah. That will, you know, and we'll build on it later or whatever. Because it's all about the lyrics. It's all, it's about, all telling about the, the story, lyrics. Yeah. And then started to demo it. Thanks to some help from Wooden Heart. <laughs> Forward slash Dan Parker. <laughs> Dan Parker's in music. I didn't really do much. We just plugged your iPad I know. In. We just, just had pizza in a nice time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but the, yeah, so start to demo it. And then sort of just, I, I, I Mozarted it a bit. I sort of had this like flurry. I had one day where I literally just sat down with Sibelius and I think I scored just for a piano about, 15 of the songs or something wow. like that and just went and then the next day I was just trying to write the finale and I couldn't get it at all really yeah wow. I was just like and I, I was just literally there going what 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 beat does this melody start on mm-hmm. and I literally couldn't work it out and I was you know when you have you ever written a piece of music like I don't know if you write do you, do you write uh, music? Do you, you yeah, it? and then I keep yeah. it on hard drives for like 10 years. No, but no. But I mean, do you like the notes? Do you oh, write is the it? Dots? No, no, no. no, I, don't, okay. no I don't write music. No. So sometimes with the dots, if you don't get it right at the start, you end up, it goes weird. Goes off kilter. Well, you start putting dots everywhere to extend things and like little, like. Okay, right. And you're going over bar lines. It's like, what the fuck? This is a fucking mess. And then I realized I literally, I started it like a quaver too early. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I got it. Fuck, you know, I, I literally spent all day trying to work out what this melody was. Going, I can't get this. I was like, I just, it was like I learnt, I'd forgotten how to count. It was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my brain just seized up. Um, finally got there in the end. It was a real struggle that day. It was probably the worst day of my life. And, uh, <laughs> and I like saying that these days. Yeah. It was the worst day of my life. Um, eventually got it all done sang some really bad demos mm. um, over it because it was only for reference for the actors. Yeah, yeah. At this point, or sorry, before this started, the Black Cherry Theatre had basically said, we'll put it on, here's the date. Great. 8th of April. So They've been really supportive about it. Really this. supportive. So they basically said, you've got the whole space for the week to rehearse it in yeah. and then do it on the Saturday. And if we sell out we'll do it on the sunday which ended up happening so awesome so that's really nice but it was um there was a point about a month before all that we had to cast it that was a ball ache yeah um i really wanted um one particular singer that i saw for glory um her name's holly spiller she's got this amazing show called hole if ever you get to see hole okay i see hole it's hilarious and mind-bogglingly good and I'm like, you've got the range I need for, for the songs I've written. Can you come play my play my musical? And she's like, I can't, I can't like physically get the time away to do this and right. do it justice. Like, <gasps> and then Tabitha Wilde, who was directing, she basically said, Oh, I worked with someone called Grace uh, many years ago. Here is her number. Uh, and Grace is a 
trained mezzo-soprano. <laughs> like, All right. So we just got uh, the most amazing mezzo-soprano oh, wow. playing Glory. Uh, and Grace did an amazing job. My friend William wrote to me and said, I don't care what I have to do, I'll do whatever I can for this musical. I'm wow. Like, All right. So we gave him a role. He's not a very good singer. Um, but Does that add to, it, to his character, though? Yeah, it does. It works it? well. He, he plays like the rich kid. And, um, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, and then sort of, and Rachel at the Black Cherry sort of suggested a few other people like um, Aisha and uh, Omar and Toby to be in it. Um, I really wanted Dave Allen to be the pyramid. Oh, really? And, and all the headlining acts yeah. of, of the festival. But Dave, I, some other things happened in Dave's life or whatever, and it's sort of, it, yeah. it's sort of like he was a bit nervous about committing to it. Yeah. So I just went, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. So I ended up being the pyramid. I was kind of looking forward to doing nothing. Um, <laughs> just building my pyramid. And, um, just sitting in your box of yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, like Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Give it to Thatcher. Um, and uh, yeah, just literally, it's just a case of you make a big list and you work on it. That's mm. how you write a musical. And then eventually you get to, what, two days after it now. Yeah, going, yeah did that. But now we've got to put it into Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, I was going to ask you going to Edinburgh. Yeah, we've got five days in Edinburgh at the Magical Spiegel yet in Potter Row. But yeah, we're probably going to have to make the show smaller. How long is it now? It's 65 minutes at the oh, moment. Oh, great. Nice. Um, but I mean, there's a few bits where it, it doesn't drag. It just, it could tighten up, if okay, you know what yeah. I mean. And so we can make it a little bit shorter, but I also want to add some other songs. Oh, there's cool. a song called Chop Chop about cocaine use. Yeah, which sounds like a Gilbert and Sullivan sort of chop 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 with a little snip. Yeah, yeah, me 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 me. And it's it's a really good song, but then it forces Richie to go and have a poo on stage. You see, so then we need a cast number called plop 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 plop. That's what we need. And and. Yeah, that needs to happen. And I really want a song about pagans and like the first of May and the, the fucking in there okay, as well. Cool. Just to what festivals used to be about. Yes. Humans did festivals before the, ha- the hot dogs were there. Before the bucket hats were in the field. Yeah. Humans literally used to go, solstice? Want to yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> want to dance? Want to drink? Want to sleep out in the stars? Yeah. Want to see Kasabian? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> tune. <laughs> We're really ragging on Kasabian. I know, oh, no, no right. I'm Kasabian, fine. fine. Coldplay, that's who I want to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, uh, like I say, there's bits to add, there's bits to edit, there's bits to... Tighten up bits to loosen out, mm. and and uh, but I think we've got the bones of something good. Awesome. People left just going, uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And people I know who love festivals as well, they were like, yeah, that needs yeah. to be said yeah. about these things as well, which I, I I felt validation there because a lot of people I know who run festivals and stuff like that, they they still don't know. You know, there's smaller festivals like Endorse It and Dorset who are. 500 people, self-policing, yeah. you know, there's a few security there, but they're not there to harass Take you. you. They're off, literally yeah. there, if, you know, if you have a fight, they're there to split you up yeah, and cool. say, grow the fuck up. Yeah. And you'll probably be sort of just left alone. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But there's, it's literally there to um, check your wristband, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you've, you've, you've got the, the paying to be in yeah, there, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, you know. Right. 
you know, borders are loose yeah. in some regards. And, 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 but in Dorset, it, it's 500 people who care about each other. Yeah. So therefore, you also have no litter. Yes. Because everyone uses the bins. Because, you know, it's just the way it is. And people are messy. They are fucked. They're not there, like, sober at the end of the night after each static going, yeah, 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 you know, this is great. I'll just have a cup of tea and go to bed. They're not no, doing that. They're no. pulling their faces and going, oh. <laughs> and they can still get shit in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that's really important to sort of say glittering only happens when people feel entitled to litter. Yes. Like, why should I clear up after myself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm rich. Fuck off. Beach barbecues, that kind of thing. Is, yeah. It's fucking yeah. horrible. It's a madness and it's an entitlement that yeah. needs calling out. So, so that's where I, I sort of exist in, in this, in the festival world is I'd much rather play to 500 people who are caring about each other yes. than... 10,000 people who are only rich enough to see me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. They can play, pay the no, premium. I'd rather play to all the people, I'd rather play backstage to all the people working than, mm. than play to, to like loads of, loads of, uh, that's a good, that's a great, yeah. While people are working, yeah, you're playing yeah. like entertainment. Yeah, totally, like, yeah. That's but I mean, that's yeah. Great. I mean, the backstage sort of bars sort of do that anyway, but if you come up to John Peel, it's called Woodsies now. They've changed its name. Oh, they don't like it. But they've changed the John Peel name yeah, to Woodsies. It's called Woodsies. It's named after the woods it's near. That's the name of the field oh. that that's actually in. It's called Woodsies Field, apparently. Oh, all right. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans account. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to the show. When we did the album with a certain known person's address all the way through it, yeah, were you, and you didn't seem very worried about that being released... Yeah. Are you feeling the same about this play being released? No. No, no. Are you, are you worried about anyone uh, getting in contact and going, um, We could be, gonna- I mean, we could, I'm trying to work, so legally, I, I don't think there's defamation in there because almost everything I've used is real. Yeah. So, you know, they do charge people to pick up the litter. Um, there might be a system where, you know, there is a system eventually where you can end up getting paid to pick up the litter, but you have to put in 10 years worth of yeah, litter picking yeah, to course, get yeah. to that point of trust. And also, if you don't want to be judged on some of the things about this, about this exclusivity of, of these festivals, don't have a pyramid on a place called Worthy Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I, I can't see how... I couldn't draw that line. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to, you know, and, the, and the, you know, the pyramid has some really funny lines. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but the, so yeah, there's that. But there's also, uh, there's also something to do with just the way these things are managed. 
Glastonbury itself has actually stepped away from it a little bit, and I and I want to give them actually a little bit of a chance, and you know, to sort of maybe pull it back a bit. But there yeah. was a point when they were run by Festival Republic, and Festival Republic are all about getting the money out of things. Like, okay. let's just you know, they are the literally the well, they used to be the Mean Fiddler sort of lot and all that. You know, just this. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and Mean Fiddler have not been great for the music industry in so many ways. Mm-hmm. They have been, you know, because they put on King's X once and I saw them. Um, <laughs> that was cool. But but they're, they're only in, they're, their interested is is making something so special that people will pay a premium to come yeah. into a place and spend more money in that place yes. and then be released. Yeah. Um, the, the music is not the focus no. and the artist isn't even the focus no. really. Um, it's about the money. And Festival Republic goes on to... Uh, there's a few others as well. There's a lot of lot of companies that do well, it. Well, the fact that they sell tickets before you even know who's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, well, happy. yeah, there's that. I mean, um, I know some people who already who sign up to some festivals anyway. You know, yeah. um, Takedown just happened at the weekend yeah. in Pompey. And I know for a fact that Kai hasn't booked next year's lineup. Um, but people have bought... You yeah. know, they literally got home from Pompey at the weekend and just went early bird ticket yeah it was so good so great i i kind of believe in that a little bit if you like something yeah buy a ticket early but um so it's not so much that but it is more to do with how we're treating people when when they're in there you know it's like for 350 quid you'd quite like really good toilet care yeah not just you know not it's not about the long drops it's not about the sawdust or whatever it's yeah. just that, just that thing of just get someone there to make sure the the sawdust uh hopper isn't uh you know sort of turned over and yeah. spilt all over the place the yeah. little cups you use are replenished and all that sort of stuff you just kind of need that thing it's not about getting rid of the smell it's just about keeping it nice yes if you yeah. What I mean. yeah and and just things like that, you know, for the, for that sort of money, you kind of want just sanitation, just in general. Yeah, sanitation. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, because it sort of becomes a little bit of a shanty town in some places. Um, You're paying 350 quid yeah, to shit in a field, but the, that's only the people who've just paid for a basic ticket. Yeah. So there yeah. are some people as well who are paying two to £5,000 for glamping up in the TP yeah. field. What are they expecting? You know, what what more do they want out of it? Or do they just want to not put up their teepee? I don't know exactly, but, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's someone's making a lot of money up on those hills next to Strummerville, which is the irony. But, um, <laughs> you know, all of, all of this stuff is, it all just screams hierarchy and everything, when it screams hierarchy, there's always someone at the fucking bottom of it. Mm. And you have to, that's my thing as I'm looking out for the people at the Trickle bottom. down, mate. Yeah. Trickle down economics. Yeah. Almost a pyramid scheme, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then what do we put on the stage? You know, when we put something like Coldplay on the stage, who, do, can you remember their Make Poverty History campaign? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work either. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they sold these white wristbands saying Make Poverty oh, yes. History. And oh, that was a Coldplay thing? That was it. Well, it was, it was, they were really big on it. They were, they were one of the, the big sort of co-signers of the whole thing. Oh. And, um, you know, all those sorts of things suck. Band-Aid sucks. Mm. Literally, you talk to most people f- with a- African heritage about Band-Aid and they'll go, what the fuck was that? There's literally lots of white people going, it's a shame it doesn't snow in, in Africa. 
like Kilimanjaro. Look at it. It's co- <laughs> it's covered in snow yeah. all fucking year. It's like, you absolute dicks. Um, it's just sanctimonious bullshit. Um, and so when we go on stage going, one love, everyone. You know, make sure you look after each other. We're unified in music. And it's like, oh, can I meet you after the show? Nope. Nope. I'm I don't want to fucking know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck off. We we need to just call it out that music's been made into this thing, and it's it, I get it. It's so exciting to be to have access all areas. Mm. It's really exciting to be sort of someone special enough to be able to. I, I will admit it. When when I play festivals and you get that pass. And you walk into the VIP section and yeah. the security guard knows you and he lets you in. And yeah. then there's that look from people on the outside Ooh. that are like, why are they? Who, who are, are they? Who yeah. are they? Yeah. There is a little bit of smugness yeah, of in you that yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 cool. yeah, There is that. I never think, oh, I deserve to be here. But it, there is a little bit of smugness as you no, walk through those Absolutely. Goes. But then, so that becomes the, the addictive part for some people. Mm. And how do I get there? Yeah. How, how do, do I do that? There? And yeah. how do I do it more? Yeah. Because um, I, I shared a green room with Pussy Riot once. Oh, cool. And that was cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's Pussy Riot. They'd probably kick my head in if I talked to them. Um, and, and I caught myself getting that celebrity thing, but also knowing that Pussy Riot are keeping their balaclavas on because they've called out Putin's horrible, horrible shit in Russia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, they could be killed any minute yeah. <laughs> by someone. I'm like, okay, I'm sharing a green room with Pussy Riot. That was that, the honor there was like, oh, I'm trusted enough to be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, You're trusting enough and non-threatening get, enough. So, but the celebrity thing becomes the the problem with all of it is when you know, and this is no, it doesn't mean any offence to anyone at all. I hope, but the truth is, we're just musicians, hmm. and we're not really anyone different. We hmm. kind of need a little bit of space, maybe to like have a shower. You know, we we have worked hard in terms of like doing two hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, just maybe a shower and a break, you know, yeah. and a bit of food because we traveled or whatever, you know, that's fine. But after that, there should be no golden sedans. Nah. There should be no helicopters. Nah. You know, it's like, let's just, are we, are musicians putting a high price on music, making it more expensive for the people at the bottom? Yeah. You know, if, when you have headliners charging millions of pounds to a festival, you go, uh, that's quite a big overhead. Mm. Someone's paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we could just make it like half a million, which is not bad <laughs> yeah. for five hours work. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm thinking that's okay. That should probably cover your crew. So <laughs> yeah. let's, you know, or, or you know, maybe, maybe even less, maybe do it for, I don't know, 25 grand. Could you put on your show for 25 grand a night? I could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's take it down a bit more. What about 12 grand? Could you do it for 12 grand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's basically a minimum wage year for someone. Yes. Okay, so you've earned the minimum wage of someone in one night. Yeah. <laughs> and we sit there going, it's one love, everyone. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah, we're all in this together. <laughs> Fuck off. You know, it's literally, it's like, I'm quite happy being paid a good day rate. Yeah. That's my thing is if I can make, it's about two to 300 with the, with the way things have come up now, you know, sort of in terms of cost mm-hmm. of petrol and all that mm-hmm. two to 300 quid a day. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. And I don't need loads more. No. I don't, you know, I can feed myself. I can shelter myself. I, yeah, I, know I can get from A this. to B. Yeah. 
if I get lost, I can ask things. I'm not beyond, you know, sort of knowledge. Yeah. I can find things. You know, at what point does that translate to five grand a night? (laughs) (laughs) What sort of fucking dickhead are you that you can't cope? (laughs) You can't literally cope. I'm going, oh, what if I spend it all now? You know, you're taking, you know if, you're, if you've made 300 quid a night and you're like going to the next gig and just go, but what if I spend it all at Greg's on the way to the next gig? <laughs> it's like, you're not going to, put it in the bank. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know how this works, give yourself a per diem, come on. It's, yeah. it's like, it's, you're not a fucking idiot, that's the thing. Yeah. We're not idiots. So why, you know, I, I don't know what this money's for. It's not going back into the venues. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not. not it's going. not going back into the venues. It's not going back into fucking music in schools. No, that's been stripped out of there. Yeah. So where the fuck is this money going? And the answer is the fucking Tory party. Do you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The guy who owns the festival takes it and goes, "Thanks very much for all the council. Thanks very much for all the you know." It's yeah. just like, it's ridiculous. We just need to cut the head off of this now. Yeah. And stop working for it. You know, and then we can actually work for ourselves. That's the way I see it. So, if you want good mental health, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to bring this back to. Um, you don't seem like the kind of person that has many mental health. I, I'm anxious. So you are quite anxious. Yeah, but you have um, said before you make music to kind of get over that. Yeah, yeah. So you but use creativity helps me with that. Um, I get anxious in the car. I'm not a not, not a happy driver. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, I, I see so much fucking crazy driving. I yeah. don't trust anyone. Right. You know, when it's raining on the M6 and you just see some sort of idiot sort of thinking it's Grand Theft Auto yeah. and you're like, oh, for fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So I just, I'm just uh, slowing down. I, I know what I'm doing. I just slow down. I'll sit in the truck lane. Yeah, it's... I trust truckers. Yeah. Like, yeah, just get there, have a cigarette, drink some water, deep breath right back on and there's an anxiety of going to a new town there's that sometimes but it's not a it's not a panic attack yeah okay um it's just a you just feel it rising you just feel this oh fuck okay but also i drink coffee and smoke cigarettes i'm not calm anyway right yeah (laughs) my heart's always well it's it's just quite nice to hear because you're so busy like what goes into your Mm. Uh, there's moments of overwhelmingness yeah. Time doesn't slow down no matter no. how busy I am. Do you do you enjoy the challenge of new gigs then? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like getting the, totally, yeah. And, and do you realise after a couple of songs what side the audience are on? Yeah, well, sort of. I mean, it's not even about sides. I think you just do the songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played a gig in Burzeldon the other day where I did the yacht song. It's a very big yacht place. Right. And uh, some guys at the back really hated me. Wow. But the rest of the audience loved it, you know, and... and but I'm not going to change the yacht song just no. because I'm in Burzeldon. In fact, they should probably have the yacht song more than the people of Birmingham where there ain't no yachts. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather make the gig as honest as possible in yeah. terms of how I play. And I like challenging where people are. And yeah, you know, again, it's the fantasy reality thing of you could be in Burzeldon, but there's still a McDonald's down the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. They're going, oh, yeah. We've got the best food. Yeah. Yeah, you got McDonald's. <laughs> the hash browns are wicked quickly going back to the merch thing before we before we because we are why do you want to buy a hat <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like I really like your idea of the book mm-hmm. thing you wrote a book for a couple of records yeah so but, instead of the CDs yeah and instead of vinyl because vinyl is yeah ridiculous so what's your beef with bringing vinyl on the road it's the same beef I've got with bringing vinyl on the road vinyl breaks yeah the moment you turn around the wrong roundabout 
yeah. Um, vinyl takes for fucking ever because Beyonce's bought all the plants or whatever. Who, who was it? Metallica know. have just bought a vinyl. Kasabian have just bought all the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but vinyl's taken forever because there's now it's now snobbish. Yes, yeah. There's a snobbery to it, which means it's got a premium to it. Yeah. But also it's a big piece of plastic. So when you're writing your song saying, hey, we should save the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you press it to a bit of vinyl that can never be reused again. Yeah. Uh, you look like a dick. <laughs> That's the way it is. Um, if only there was something I could do. Right, press it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so easy. Um, uh, so, but also, uh, again, it's about excluding people from the match as well. So if it's on a piece of paper, um, uh, books are quite cheap to make. Um, you can sell a book for about 10 quid in terms of its content and all that, but to make, they cost yeah, a pound, yeah, maybe two pounds, depending on, on how thick they are, whatever. Um, so you get a good profit out of a book, but people will pay 10 pounds because mm -hmm. they quite like 10 pounds as a number. Yeah. Um, you get a good profit on it. There's no VAT on books. Okay. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, also, oh, wow. most people will buy a CD and then listen to it on Spotify. Yeah. So, you know, you don't actually need to exchange a piece of plastic for the same thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Bandcamp give you code so people can download things. If they really need a CD of it, they can actually make their own CD yeah. off the WAV files that they yeah. can get. Um, if they, you know, if their car only has CD player or whatever or tape, whatever, yeah, they yeah. can make their own medium of it. Um, but also... Uh, Turning out an album every six months, if I actually printed on vinyl, I'd still be waiting for album, what What did we just do, 20? Yeah. It's, it's a musicals album 21, let's face it. Um, I'd still be waiting for, what's the lead time? It's about a year, isn't it? Oh, I think it's longer than that. Huh? So we'd be, waiting yeah. for a, we'd be waiting for 18 or 40 woke music to still arrive <laughs> from the plant. We'd have done, we've already recorded three albums since then. Yeah. <laughs> as a business it doesn't work if you're if you're not, diy yeah no um because you can't print it yourself you can't do it yourself with vinyl you have to wait for and because of the waiting time and the, the cost of yeah, it you frank do... turner's got an album to put out on record store day so you get oh, back one more you know and, and, oh okay yeah because yeah. people with money will again get to the front yeah of course yeah yeah so yeah, then you have to sell your vinyl for 40 yeah. bucks yeah so then you can only sell that to people with that amount of money yeah some of the vinyl I've seen for sale is the same as a family shop in Lidl. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And when you're asking for someone to pay for that much money, which in someone else's eyes represents literally keeping your kids awake. Yeah. Uh, awake? Alive. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to keep them awake. Um, <laughs> keeping your kids alive for a week, you know, it, I can't see how we don't feel disgusted by it. Do you know what I mean? That we just go, oh yeah, well it's, it's exclusive. Yeah. Look, it's on yellow vinyl, yeah. and the other lot were on red vinyl. So this one's much more exclusive because some dickhead in a factory poured some yellow in it. That goes back to the smugness. Oh, you've only got the red. Oh, you've only got red. red one. Oh, oh, I've got the yeah, yellow, I've got yeah. the yellow for the yellow one. Day, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still on its way. It's going to be here in about yeah. a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've ordered it. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but that's what that's where we've got to is the snobbery, this this exclusivity mm. of what music is. And again, I just don't think it's any good for our mental health as musicians, as artists. 
and even as venue owners and stuff like that, yeah. we're always trying to find something more. And that's not a good place to live. Yeah. It's, it's a good place to go, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a bit like uh, marriage. I'm not married. You're married. Mm-hmm. I've heard. And, um, <laughs> uh, but marriage is this thing where you settle in. You sort of, you, you, you can't have a wedding every day. Yeah. You know, you can't just, and then just go, right, okay, I'm just going to get more wives because I, I've <laughs> yeah. had a wife for a while now. So I'm going to have more wives and she's going to get more husbands. And, and suddenly you just end up with like this big sort of clump of people in the house. <laughs> you settle in, you get on with it, you mm. get the job done and yeah. the years will pass and you'll have both grown in so many different ways. But at the same time, you've done it in this, this thing. And, and that's how you should feel with your art as well. It's just like settle into your art and just, yeah. just make it happen. Make it just next year will be different. But it'll still be the same. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, that's all it can be. And then you die. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bling, bling, bling. That's bling, where we end it. Bling, bling. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. So before you go, you might have heard it on other podcasts. I've got some quick fire questions. Oh, yeah. Questions. The quick fire the questions. Fire, quick I've got fire my answers questions. already ready. Have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Primus. <laughs> Burn of the first five albums. <laughs> what band could phone you up now and say the gig is tonight? Can you do it? Primus. <laughs> <laughs> what artist did you instantly connect with after hearing? Uh, oh, Frank Zappa, I suppose. Oh, is it Frank Zappa? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, one song you wish you'd written. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think this far ahead. I was listening to Simon's answer. You were listening to Primus. <laughs> I was probably listening to Primus. Uh, one song that I actually wish I'd written. Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, that is a tough one. Because a lot of people say, oh, this song meant a lot to me. But then when I say, yeah, but if you wrote it, yeah. would it mean that much to you? Yeah. I mean, what did Simon say? He said, um, nothing compares to you, didn't he? Yeah, he said, nothing compares to you, yeah. Which I thought was really nice. Yeah. Actually, it's a good song. Um, oh, song, song I wish I'd written. Uh, uh, Nikolai. <laughs> I write a lot of songs. <laughs> Nikolai by the Dirty Dead there. Uh, Dan uh, One song you're proud to be a part of. Oh, Band-Aid. Because <laughs> <laughs> Africans uh, don't know it's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> they do. <laughs> um, uh, oh, fuck knows. Um, I guess you could say the musical because you're... The musical, but it's also, um, there's a song called Grow. Of oh, mine. yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one, which is, yeah, that's got a life of its own. Yeah. Now it's like, it's taken on a whole new levels of meaning all the time. I'm very proud of that song. Great. It feels like it's, um, it's going to be sticking around for a while. It's definitely going to be my funeral song, isn't it? Is it? No, it's, yeah. It's one of those ones. Nice. Yeah. Um, and what have you got coming up? Tour. Album. Tour. <laughs> album. Tour. What month album, is it? Uh- tour. <laughs> album. Tour. Album. Dead. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. Um, the next album is going to... I'm starting to write it already. It's um, 22 or 40. It's called The Right Kind of Love. It's going to be a lot of sexy disco songs. Nice. Aimed at conservative MPs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like Liz Truss, I want to fuck the country with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all that sort of thing. It's going to be good. Oh, nice. Like a sexy song for Jacob Rees-Mogg, Get Him Hard. Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the so twenty one's going to be the musical. Twenty one's going to eventually we'll do a a cast recording of a cool. musical. But you just, are you going to do we'll it for the we'll end? do it here. Yeah, cool. Um, I want to do it with you, but I need to organize about nine fucking thousand cats <laughs> <laughs> to make that happen and go on. So I'm on tour with Ian Prowse. Oh, nice. Um, from Friday. Cool. Uh, so I'm on that tour. I'm up to Scotland and back and like a million things yeah, nice. in the next month already. So there's no time for that. But yeah, there will be a, a cast recording of, 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 of Are You Worthy? Great. That will be 2140. It'll, but it'll just be out of order in terms of how it's released. <laughs> yeah, I see. But yeah. again, I work for myself. So therefore, no one's telling me I'm wrong. Yeah. No, there's no company. There's no record company no, going, have you done the next album yet? Yeah, Come yeah. on, we need yes, it. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't have That's the thing. You, in theory, are a record company's yeah. dream yeah. client. Oh, yeah, totally. Except it's... I write songs that are not what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I write musicals that they don't want to be a part of because yeah. they look stupid. <laughs> Yeah, if only you could get over that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. If I just could just write some sexy songs for Jacob Rees Mong. Yeah. <laughs> mate, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, it's um, nice to meet you, mate. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> it's really there. nice to meet you. Twenty seventh yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, maybe it might be more than that. Definitely more. Yeah, I think we've met. Yeah, I don't know. In fact, actually, that's a question I was going to ask. Um, the first time we met, it yeah. was at the railway. I was doing sound for you. Yeah. And you said. And you put a question out to the audience that said, in Star Wars, do you call them at-ats or AT-ATs? Yeah. And then you asked me and I said, oh, I've never seen Star That's Wars. That's right, yeah. So yeah. what's the answer? Is it at-ats or AT-ATs? Uh, fuck, I'm not a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck, I'm not Dave Allen. <laughs> yeah, Dave Allen. Um, uh, it's at-ats, it's, it's, it's at at yeah. That's good. Is. That's good for clout, actually, because then if you get people whinging about that, yeah, the comment yeah, yeah. section will be fun. Yeah. No, exactly. Come at me, incels. <laughs> um, uh, but the uh, uh, yeah, I mean, a, that wasn't the first time we met, though. First time we met was in the Talking Heads with you doing. Your oh yes, farms. with the, with Rupture Farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was wicked. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I those guys goes rock. We rocked, rock and roll. Right, let's go meet Dave for a beer. Yeah, there's Jay out as well. Yeah, I think so. All right, thanks, mate. Oh, I love it, mate. <laughs> Good luck to everyone with your mental health. <laughs> Do not let the industry make your health bad. Thanks. <laughs> bring, bring. <laughs> <laughs> that was Grant Sharkey on the Stage Fright podcast. Be sure to go back in this. Uh, hang on. Be sure to go back and listen to part one first. That doesn't make sense. You've just listened to it. Oh, mate, I used to write scripts for radio as well, and I never (laughs) fucked them up that much. Go back and listen to part one now. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, keep up to date with Grant. uh, Keep up to date with what Grant is doing on his Instagram and his Facebook, Grant Sharkey Base, uh, at Grant Sharkey Base. And make sure you go watch his play, Are You Worthy? Um, Actually, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I was on a a board game weekend uh, for his opening weekend, but... I've heard all the songs and the songs are fucking hilarious. <laughs> chop, 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 chop. That's a great tune. Uh, all right, now this is the script bit. If you would like to help... Uh, fuck! If you would like to help out the show, please sign up to my Patreon where for the price of half a coffee a month you'll get early, ad-free, higher quality access of the pod as well as some extra bonus bits and conversations. Oh, the song's well finished. All right. Email me any thoughts and ideas you might have for the pod. All right, stagefright at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Instagram... <laughs> 
<laughs> Find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want. Twitter at All Right I'm Dan. Instagram at The Stage Fright Podcast. Make sure you like. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.